still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, a.k.a. the Black Bruce Wayne, here with... Ali, a.k.a. Allen. Raj, a.k.a. Unwritten Rules. Kendrew, a.k.a. Kendrew, but the second E is a three. <laughs> oh, that was so incredibly <laughs> self-referential. That was amazing. <sighs> we always start off somehow with just some... One of us has a corny line or something. It's typically me, and I'm cool with that. Like, it's all right. I can't, like, always perform um, as well as I do other times. But, you know, same thing with Anthony Davis. Oh, man. Or did you did you did you just compare yourself to Anthony Davis? Well, in terms of the inconsistencies, uh, yeah, because I mean, if if we're looking at how he's been doing this season, great game again in in Chicago. But I mean, what do you guys think of how he performed tonight against the uh, Cavaliers? Um, for anyone who's listening, we're recording the night of the twenty fifth. Uh, Lakers just beat the Cavaliers one fifteen to one oh eight. Bro, you jumped right into that. Also, also, did we not just win a thrilling game? Can we not? Can we start off with yeah. the positives? Yeah, with how Anthony Davis. <laughs> I, I was going to say it's time for celebration. It's time to pop out those those truly tall boys, pop the top on those <laughs> and celebrate a good Laker win. <laughs> but you know what Kendra's, Kendra's coach like, you know what I mean? He wants to he wants to get better every day. I can't I can't fault him for that. Right. I take right. after Eric Spolstra, man. Do we actually let him have a redo? Can we can we restart that? Let's let's <laughs> let's have him redo it. Andrew ahead, film Andrew. room. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I don't have the video expertise, nor do I have the eye for that sort of thing. That's why uh, you know. Nor do you hate Pau Gasol, so it all works out. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Some people aren't gonna they're not gonna yeah. remember those days. <laughs> Do we have credit to the Cavs though? That Cavs team is fun. Like that's Yo, they're a good, so fun to young, watch. They young remind me. Teams. They were they remind me a lot of like the old the, like the young Lakers in a way. Like when we were first watching with D'Lo and them, where like they were exciting to watch. They wouldn't win a ton of games, but they'd have moments where they'd win games against good teams. Where you're like, all right, that was fun to watch. They do have a good coach though. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come. That on. was your point of distinction. Is that what that was from the? <laughs> They don't have Luke Walton sitting there. That's that's the first thing that Kendrick saw. I my head popped. <laughs> yeah, my head my head went straight to for some reason <laughs> Byron Brian Russell or Jesus <laughs> Christ Byron Russell Byron Scott Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Brian <laughs> I thought you were gonna say they remind you of the of the young Lakers because Larry Nance Jr. was on the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I see what you're saying. Like you have like a lot of aspect. You have a lot to be. Uh, excited about if you're a Cavs fan especially like they're not going to be like good all the time but they're they're exceeding expectations people were thought they were going to be like a lottery team again um yeah. but they're what eight and nine I think one one of the better defenses in the league too which is really funny because like said uh the the Cavs aren't going to make the playoffs because of how bad their defense is yeah, that was and like at the time they were like second in defensive efficiency <laughs> I was like Come on, bro. Wait, wait, Kendrew, Kendrew, who said that? Uh, censored, censored. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah I was just I was just making sure I heard that correctly. Just wanted to make sure I heard you right. When he said that, did anyone call him out or no? Uh, at Twitter, probably. No, oh. but like on the show. It was on the jump, huh? It was probably on the jump. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was wondering if anyone on the jump called him out on it. I feel like Zach Lowe's too nice to call somebody out on live television. <laughs> like he's not going to do that. Also, shout out William and Mary Seclo. <laughs> Yo, Colin Sexton is way better than I thought he was going to be. Like, I was so off. Well, okay. Before, let, let, I, I do want to talk about Colin Sexton because part of the reason I was worried about this game, and we were DMing about this uh, before the game started. Because is, of Larry Nance Jr., but then he was hurt. <laughs> I mean, yes, for one. Um, but they had just come off a, a big back-to-back series uh, against the Nets, in one of those games, Colin Sexton turned into Michael Jordan himself. It was like he was Bow Wow <laughs> and found the shoes on the electrical line and just like wore them to the game that night. So when guys are feeling themselves like that and they're good defensively, you know what I mean? It's like that's a that's a recipe for disaster. And I mean, granted, the Lakers won due to some heroics, some royal heroics, if you will, from LeBron. But they they they, they brought it tonight. Like that was not an easy win. 
Right. I, I was thinking like if the if the Cavs are like three years older, like if everyone on the Cavs are like three years older, the Lakers lose tonight. Like they made a lot of really dumb plays. Like I don't know what Javel was doing. He was like dribbling through his <laughs> legs trying to go in transition. Uh, but yeah, Colin Sexton had some like bad turnovers late. But they're a fun team. Garland reminds me of like D'Angelo Russell. I don't know if like yeah, you guys yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people. Of, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Russell with like Russell with a good coach, right? Kendra, is that, what, <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> but, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, he reminds me of him. I, I like Colin Sexton. And then uh, Larry Nance is pretty much the same guy he was his rookie year, except like better now. Like I feel like yeah. he was. Mm-hmm. He was good his rookie year, but he's now Larry, he's like just that Larry exponentially. Nance has improved a ton. Like to me, like his yeah. three point shooting is there now. Like he just like, he's like, he's averaging, not averaging five assists, but he has games where he gets a bunch of assists. Like he's just like completely solidified his game all around. When I was watching the Cavs play against the Nets, like Larry Nance was catching the ball in space, like pump faking, taking two dribbles to the side and taking pull up like long twos. And I'm like, yeah. who is who is this guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite quote from Larry Nance during his Lakers days, I think it was like in 2016, he said uh, something along the lines of, I can be a really good offensive player when I, when I decide to. And it's just like, you should decide to more often. That that would be to the benefit of yourself and the team. But yeah, I mean, speaking of like player growth, like Andre Drummond has been playing really well for the Cavs too. Like um, during his time with the Pistons, he was just kind of like, all right, he's, he's just a big that'll get, uh, get the boards and like be able to um, like score and putbacks. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like in terms of like his positioning, like him operating in the post, like, he uses his size a little bit better to his advantage as, as opposed to just being like, okay, I'm going to stand here and then do what I can when the ball gets here. You know what I mean? I think his confidence as an offensive player has also grown a little bit, which was evidenced mm-hmm. by the opportunities he took to go one-on-one with Anthony Davis tonight. Unfortunately, that did not end up well for him. <laughs> Against everyone else, though. like True. Yo, he was – Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Isaac Okoro. We could talk about Shetty Osman, but I don't really want to. Let's talk about LeBron James, man. Okay. <laughs> I want to use tonight's game as a lens through which to view the MVP debate because, yo, like, bad performance right there. I, I, I forgot who tweeted it. It's a player, so I don't feel bad about not crediting them. But they were like, Somebody must have said some. Somebody, uh, somebody needs to tell Braun that it's just a regular season game out there, because <laughs> that was not regular season Braun. Yeah, there was a moment where you could tell he flipped the switch entirely, and like, yo, know, that the last that last field goal he had was the craziest of them all. Hmm. That was abs- That turnaround was absurd. Yeah, like so. There was a moment like there, uh, like Darius pointed it out, and then Pete tweeted out yeah. a video. Uh, shout out Laker Film Room, as if you're listening to this and not following them podcast wise or through social media. Um, but uh, there's a moment where like someone was jawing at Braun after uh, the, he missed the shot in the third quarter, like to to end to end the quarter, and you could see Braun like look at him like there's that Cam Newton gif where he's just like he kind of just looks and just like nods his head and kind of walks off. And that's the switch. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing, too. Uh, Aaron Larsoul was talking about uh, uh, an experience that he had um, with Braun where uh, some dude uh, against Portland, uh, uh, Braun was, uh, someone was drawing at Braun. And then Braun, every time he scored, would look at this guy and he, at one point yelled, this is why your team is going to lose. And Braun dropped like 43 that game. That's incredible. Can you imagine having that much skill? That you can like just decide like, all right, my team's gonna win, and like <laughs> just go off. That's me. In, that's me in. 2K. That's me in two K. Oh yeah, and do you, do you remember we used to say like if if LeBron had a jump shot like he'd be unstoppable like that used to be like the term yeah. like yeah. oh if LeBron had a jumper like <laughs> it's, yeah yeah it was used as much as like it is used with Giannis right now yeah 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 it, yeah exactly but he he not only has a jump shot now like he has a pull up three like he has like yeah. a jump shot the off logo. the dribble. He has a logo. Yeah, he has a logo three now. He has a logo three. He has fadeaways. And I was just looking up. So he's taking like almost seven threes a game this this year, which is way more than any year he's ever taken. 
and he's shooting 39%, almost 40%, which is a career, which almost a career high since his second year in Miami. So like, and That's the attempts hilarious. are way up. Is there, is there a way to see his stat to see if he's posting up like more than he's ever has before? Yeah. If you want to pay for spe- second spectrum and get back to us, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll maybe later. I, I I think it is kind of funny though, because like we saw kind of shades of it uh, his last season in um, in Cleveland, like that playoff series mm-hmm. against the Raptors. He was just toying with them, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. was just playing in the post and just hitting fadeaway after fadeaway after fadeaway, and I felt so bad for OG Ananobi. Um, but we kind of saw more of that tonight. Like it's like one of those things where he just like keeps refining it and i hate this phrase because it's so overused now but you know he was in his bag tonight like he was just showing everything off that was the point i was gonna make at that at that point you were talking about where it was obvious somebody was like talking trash to him it it was funny because he had been shooting a lot like making a lot of jump shots he made a lot of threes throughout the first three quarters Mm -hmm. but the first three possessions of the first fourth quarter because i'm pretty sure that happened in between the third and fourth or at least early in the fourth the next three possessions straight to the cup like step mm-hmm. through spin straight to the cup, like overpowering. It's almost like, like he wanted to remind them that, that I can do it from everywhere on this court right now. Yeah. You remember that dunk he had? I think, I think he was near the end of the third, if I'm not mistaken, where like, yeah. he just like attacked the basket and dunked and kind of like hung on it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that block yeah. on Colin Sexton, like <laughs> it was what above, above the rim on that. I was like, damn that. Poor Kyle 36. Kuzma. Yeah. You, you saw uh, you saw him shove Kuzma out of the way, and, and then he got up yeah. and just, oh man, he was getting Kuz back for that time. Kuz pushed him to close yeah. out in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were dark times. Yeah, back in the day, pre pre ring days, pre ring days. Remember how that went viral? And was, that was that was horrible. That went viral in such a bad way. Uh, it was like their chemistry. Look at this. Oh, and it's like, oh god. Oh, we can look back and laugh. I, someone uh, tweeted that uh, at uh, S, uh, Silver Screen Roll, and then uh, someone was like, this is how LeBron's going to be pushing Kuzma out at the deadline if he doesn't get his scoring back. And I was just like, that's oh. funny, but like, no, Kuzma, like, I, I guess we could like talk about it for a little bit. The energy that he's bringing, especially on the offensive, just rebounding in general, but especially on the offensive end, considering like how bad the misses were tonight, um, like he had, what, six offensive rebounds tonight? Mm-hmm. um he was he was incredible like in terms of just like being that spark off the bench you know what i mean right. yeah he had six uh offensive uh eight um in total but yeah it's just seeing him be, bring the energy uh, along with trez off the bench uh it's it's kind of a, it's a huge addition especially when things get stagnant yeah i never i never mind when kuz's offensive game isn't there like that's gonna with kuz i think like for now, it's a given. Like, that's going to happen. But it's when he brings his, like, everything else, he, like, keeps up at a high level. And like you said, especially his rebounding. There's those games where, like, you just see him get so many offensive boards. And he's just, like, every time someone puts a shot up, he goes, you just see him, like, run towards the basket. It's kind of like, remember when Shannon Brown used to always get those offensive rebound putbacks? And Kuz, mm-hmm. when, Kuz doesn't put him back. But, like, you always see him running in there going after it. Yeah. Is that when Shannon Brown took Jordan Farmer's spot? Was that was that? Jesus that? Was that that, that time? Wasn't or... necessary. That that right there wasn't. Can we cut that out? Can we cut that out? That... Yeah, I've been loving role player coups. <laughs> uh, the 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 thing that strikes me, and not to like forecast too far out, it's all. I, I almost, I like miss seeing him score. You know what I mean? It's a, it's mm-hmm. a hard yeah. flip to switch going from like role player responsibilities to scoring. And you kind of see that. Not to like talk about the Sixers, but you kind of see that with Ben Simmons right now. Because Joel is like doing his best Shaq impression right now, and Ben Simmons is like shooting the least he's ever shot. You know, uh, he's he's got the ball less. He's being a role man. He's in the dunker spot, and it's like, man, like it's going to be hard for him to like. You saw tonight; they lost tonight in part because they couldn't create offense because it's hard to flip right. that switch. Um, but thankfully, we don't need that right now because we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So. You yeah. can see kind of Kuzma trying to figure out, right? Like, do you see on the end of the game, he was like trying to screen for LeBron. He's like sprinting to screen for him. And then again, he runs off and again, he comes back and screens for him trying to get open. You can see him trying to get some shots. Um, my thing is, I feel like he takes a lot of really tough shots. Like he'll come in, he'll hit one and then take a heat check right after him. Like, that's, like, that's the thing. He like, just wait, so like, 
that's not how heat checks work, bro. <laughs> like you got to make more than one in a row. <laughs> um, and every yeah. time he makes two baskets, you can see his eyes spark, and he's like, "I yeah. need the ball in my hands." Like that's his one thing that he's got to work on for sure. I think it's funny. One bead of sweat, heat check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what is the temperature here? I, I um I find like what's interesting with like Kuz was like back in uh, two thousand. 17 2018 i think he started to or 2018 2019 he started to pass a little bit more like he was getting his assist totals up um and like rookie year it was just like completely different story he was just scoring right he started to try to find people better make better passes and now he's like rebounding so i feel like he's starting to get he's he's good at one thing at a time i really want to see him put it together because like i'm not sure about you guys but like during those like uh during crunch time I, I'm getting to the point where I kind of want to see Kuzma out there more than like Schroeder. I'm not sure if you guys share that same sentiment. I, I think it depends against the team, but like I get I get what you're saying. Schroeder definitely has struggled offensively. Defensively, he's there. Mm-hmm. Defensively, Absolutely. Schroeder's still there, but offensively, he's definitely struggled. I think they got to figure out. I mean, he's getting good looks. It's just a matter of misses, I guess. Mm-hmm. If I'm mistaken, let me know. But there was the – maybe it wasn't the – I think it was the closing lineup, but maybe it was late in the fourth. They had a lineup of A.D., Braun, KCP, A.C., and I think Schroeder was the the, la- the fifth person on the floor. And I think that lineup, especially if LeBron's playing point guard essentially, like that lineup, I'm like, just throw Kuz in there for, for Dennis because uh, that way we – I mean, it's not redundant to have too much playmaking, but that way the dirty work gets done a little bit more um because yeah man offensively it's a it's a struggle for my guy right now and you also need like size sometimes too like and as much as like people harp on coups um like defensively like he's a lot more reliant than like we i like i i never expected him to be this good like on the defensive end like especially like how he looked like his first two years in the league you know what i mean yeah, he's become like a good wing defender, right? Like even mm-hmm. in the playoffs, he was a good wing defender, and that's what he is. But I think like in those lineups, they like to have another creator. I think it's tough when it's just LeBron on the floor. Caruso's not going to be it. Anthony Davis right now, how he's playing is is not it as well. So I think they like having Schroeder. Like in the end of the game, LeBron would give it to Schroeder, and like he'd be like, oh, go, go, like right. attack. And uh, I think he likes that, having like some off ball. And then LeBron can catch it and then like a score at the end instead of just being the one that brings it up every single time. It's like with Rondo last season. Whenever someone would like inbound it and give it to LeBron, or like LeBron would get the rebound, instead of him bringing it up, he'd like look up and see Rondo and throw it forward. And he does that a lot with Schroeder. And of course, Schroeder is just like a lot faster than Rondo. So, like, it benefits LeBron because LeBron can just stay back if he wants. Quick aside before we move forward, I love those possessions where Brian gets the rebound and like throws it to Caruso and Caruso crosses half court and throws it right back to Bron. Bron's Bron, yeah. like, those eight dribbles, man. I need to save myself <laughs> for those eight. Um, so you mentioned, uh, Raj, you mentioned how the Lakers need another creator on the floor in those lineups because AD is not doing it right now and AC isn't doing it right now. Um, there's kind of, we're, we're giving a lot of glowing praise right now, but there was kind of three constructive things I wanted to talk about. And you hit on two of them there. Um, the third being, we saw when Mark got in foul trouble earlier today, we saw what it looks like having to play Trez up against a a true center wasn't a great situation. Um, so I kind of want to, you know, bandy around talking about those three things. I don't actually want to start with Trez because I actually wanted to start with AC. Um, I, I was talking about this, I was actually talking about this with Sam at some point, how Caruso, when he was in the G League, he was a shot taker. You know, you know what I mean? Like they were he was he was yeah. hitting pull-ups, he was doing and I think he's kind of opened that door a little bit in some lineups. Not crazy, obviously, but he's being a little bit more aggressive. I don't know how I feel about it all the way. <laughs> well, I mean, like when you're shooting 54% from three, like I feel like that gives you a little lane too, right? Like to take a couple more he's still like his natural instinct is to pass like he'll he'll even pass up open shots still he's trying to drive more but he's not getting the call right like he'll go in try to reverse layup go go crazy shots and and he does all that trying to be like where's the call i'm like you're alex caruso you're not getting that call i don't want to i don't want to interrupt you but i feel like that's where a little bit of my confusion comes from like he does Mm -hmm. he is a lot more aggressive going to the basket but you're right he's not getting those calls and like he yeah. does the arms up in the air thing, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I <laughs> yeah. love you to death, but like, bruh, that's not <laughs> that's not you that. right yeah. now. Hit your yeah. open threes and keep keep playing good defense. Don't complain about calls right now. 
In yeah. Crusoe's last season in the G League, he actually struggled a lot, and a lot of it was due to like he was trying to do things that he normally wouldn't do in bas- in a like an NBA game, and a lot of it was like him attacking the basket and trying to take it off the dribble and shooting and stuff like that. And it just like it was he it was it was nice to see, but it wasn't him. And so like, and I think they told him like try this stuff out in the G League, but he like really struggled with it. Yeah, I'm not the guy to put like walls around a dude's game either. Um, especially when mm-hmm. like, like that's his job to bring energy. Um, it just, it just sucks. Like you said, Raj, when like he goes to the basket, he has a, a great drive and like, there's, there's some contact, but then like now we're in a four on five situation. Cause Caruso's on the ground. Yeah, Cause yeah. he did get knocked over, but he also pulled a LeBron and was slow to get back on, on deep, not to disrespect LeBron, but still. Um, okay. Next constructive thing before we get to AD man. A really quick, I have a quick Caruso question for you guys. If we can do that just really quickly, because I think the way that they're approaching his minutes is kind of funny. I wanted your guys' like take on that, because like somebody tweeted me, Caruso's only played nine minutes, and it was like the end of the third, right? And then he played like the whole fourth. But it's obviously that like it's obvious they're not prioritizing his prioritizing his minutes. Um, they're obviously like trying to get Wes Matthews, trying to get Shooter all involved, right. and they're just like, oh, we know what Caruso is. He'll be there when it matters, and. Obviously, he's not the type of guy to try to get minutes. But what do you guys think of that, like, of the approach they're having to where they're just kind of like Vogel's obviously just saving him until he needs him instead of, like, trying to build on what they have. Like, the chemistry can get better, right? LeBron and Caruso can grow in their chemistry. AD and his his chemistry can grow. And it looks like they're just they're just fine with what it is and know that it's going to win when it matters. But it looks like they're just trying to – they're not playing him as, as much. That's my question. Are you, What do you guys think about that? So it's a good problem to have because I think the problem is that there's just so many good players on the team that like, you can't just like play everyone. So like Vogel did the other day with THT, he played THT and he sat out Morris. So I think it's just a matter of like, there's too many players. So he's not giving obviously crucial ton of minutes, but I feel like what, and I feel like that's going to how that's going to be how it is for the rest of the season until the playoffs hit. And that's when they really like, in my belief, they'll, amp up Caruso's minutes and you might see some players like minutes go down like maybe like you know you'll see I don't know some of the players like Wesley Matthews maybe you won't see as much on the court like you know just that's when you'll really have like a nine eight to nine man lineup you know to that sort but I think I think the way he's going about it is fine because really it's hard it's hard to fit everyone in the rotation right now like how many minutes did Wesley Matthews play today I got you. Probably not. 16. Yeah. So, like, and so I think some days you'll see him play 16, and some days you'll see him play like eight. You know, like every game is going to be different with them. There's no, there's no way you can be consistent with it with a roster like this. Yeah. I think on on that end, it's just like, it's a lot of the experimentation. Um, And I think it'd be a little bit more evident, like, if they were doing, um, the uh, series where it's just like, okay, I'm, we're going to play this team back to back, right? Maybe like that's this, because that really opens you up in terms of like, okay, let's see what works. Uh, let's throw AC in this lineup versus to guard this guy. Let's see how he does. Okay. That didn't work. Then the next time, you know, uh, well, let's have Wes out there kind of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I do agree that he, and, uh, Christian, I think, uh, tweeted this out or um, he retweeted it. Um, but it was more so like AC does have a uh, has a stake to be in the closing lineup. You know what I mean? You can see like the difference yeah. in how well the team plays. This sort of energy, like he does all the dirty work and like defensively, he's just up in your face kind of thing. And I feel like we kind of need that sometimes because, I mean, I- I'm not sure if you guys remember like before the Lakers went on that run, like, and, and I know it's like a special case because it's Braun, but like he let Isaac Okoro hit a three and he didn't really like play up on him. And that cut the lead down to three. Like that was right at the end of yeah. the shot clock. You In a close game like that, you can't be allowing that sort of thing, especially like it'll be later because it's a playoff. It's a regular season game in January, but um, I just went off the rails. But yeah, I, I just feel like it's, it's more so like the experimentation and like trying to figure out like what be the, it's it's gonna be on a case by case basis all the time. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we said y- y'all already said it all. Um, it's the regular season. He's on the court when it matters. It's kind of like a known commodity thing, right? Like you gotta, you want Wesley to get his yeah. confidence up, so on and so forth. But we know, right. we like like uh, 
man, I'm forgetting who said this on a podcast, but w- this was the, the phrase used when teams were interested in Alex Caruso, uh, uh, you know, in the offseason and, and at the trade deadline. The Lakers know what they have in Alex Caruso. Oh, it was Pete. Pete said that. That's what I, yeah. The Lakers know what they have in Alex Caruso, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was just, look, Marcus all got like 3,000 the first four minutes or so, and then we were <laughs> left with, uh, first three minutes, excuse me. Uh, we were left with Montrez uh, having to, to, to fend with Andre Drummond and JaVale McGee. When this roster was put together, that was the thing I said. I was like, I think we're going to need another big guy. And obviously, I'm not stressed about it. Buyout market, so on and so forth. The Lakers are kind of in a tough financial position. Um, so so I, that's something that I think will be addressed later in the year. Um, but man, yeah. the difference was stark. Stark. Mm-hmm. Is that a concern? Not championship aspirations, but just in terms of like over the course of the regular season, like because this ended up being a much closer game than I think it could have been otherwise, especially if Mark stayed in the game. And, you know, you don't want you don't. That's the that's the we're only up by three. So LeBron has to score 46 in the fourth quarter versus we're up by 12. Let AD and Bron rest and sort of save their bodies. I think regular season wise, I don't think it's I would be more concerned playoff wise than regular season wise. Like I would I would definitely. I like I'm with you. They definitely need another big man in case a situation like that happens where like, like two minutes into the game, he gets two fouls. Do you want to bring Montrez in or do you want to like, you know, bring up a backup center and like, and like, you know, a big man that can actually like defend, especially when you go up against like other elite centers who like Montrez might have struggles with and you don't necessarily want AD to guard them right now. You know what I mean? Like in those situations, I think it's very important to, get at least one more big man yeah and i think um like like you said like if we're focusing on regular season we, we have like room to like see if yeah. trez works right um i don't think he was bad but like you know up against drummond or anything like that of, of course like it, it's gonna be tough but you have ad and like given the fact that we don't want to gamble um with him we don't want to like risk him getting hurt or anything like that especially because he's just so vital to everything um, I mean, I keep people keep saying Dwayne Dedman. I, I wouldn't be opposed to either. Just having like another body out there, just because with all of, like the quote unquote load managing um, that we'd want to do with uh, Bron and AD, like it'll be important because we know in the playoffs, like if Mark ends in foul trouble, it's like okay, AD at center. You know what I mean? Because you saw how how well he was able to guard Drummond, uh, especially like in the post. There's like this one possession that like Drummond was like trying to just get around him. AD was just like there, one hand up, and and just packed yeah. him. Yeah. So right. Yeah. So so Rick, you said like earlier you wanted to look at like at a big picture from this, right? Like obviously Drummond, we're not gonna play a guy like Drummond every night. But my main issue is like even though Mark got those three fouls, Vogel's still in the second like in second units. He plays Harrell at the five with Morris and with LeBron. And if you know Tom Zayas at Creative Destroyer on, like he calls this the med line, lineup. I don't know if I did that right. Meh, me, me, whatever. Uh, the med lineup. And uh, so that lineup is like LeBron, uh, LeBron, Morris, and Trez as your front line. Now, like LeBron obviously is not like he's been awesome on offense, but on defense still, he's not like what he is when he, when the games matter. And then you have two. Morris is a tough guy, but I mean, you're still a small lineup in the back line. That lineup is like negative eleven point four or something like that in in their net rating. Um, and then the other one is also negative. Uh, those two lineups that that play a lot. And I really don't like those. I would like Harold to kind of play with AD, and those units are the ones that give up the lead. Uh, that yeah. happens like every night. So this isn't just like a Drummond, uh, Javale issue. This is like this happens every single night. Like the second unit comes in, we have this back line of no rim protection. Harold's Harold uh, tries, but I mean he's just not a good defender. It's just not what he is. And then Morris is is not where he is, I think, conditionally. So, yeah, I think that's the main issue. I, like, Harold did what he can. Drummond's a, been killing the league. He's averaging, like, 20 and 10 or something like that. So that that's kind of how I see that, that lineup. It's also not all cloudy skies and rainstorms, right? Like, I know single game uh, plus minus can be noisy, but, like, Harold led the team with 18, and I think that had a lot to do with two things. One, him sharing the floor more with AD this game, more so than he usually does, and also due to the fact that LeBron James went supernova for, like, a large portion of the game where he was in. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be interested to see how that, how that changes over the course of time. Harold is 
definitely a different player next to AD than when he's like with Morris or anyone like, like I, like when you watch, uh, when you watch him with AD, he just like, he just looks more comfortable out there too. Cause he knows someone's back there to help him. So like, he'll be more risky on defense and willing to like put his body out there more. It's an entirely different player. Right. Speaking of Anthony Davis, Kendrew, you brought this up earlier. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I just. Why do you hate AD? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he had a great game against Chicago. Um, he kind of fell a little bit closer back down to earth. It's, it's AD. He never falls completely back down. I mean, he falls a lot, but he never falls completely <laughs> back down to earth. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Kendrew, you, do you want to start us off just. are I don't. I don't want to say concerned because we know what Anthony Davis is. But like, what do you make of of his start to the the season so far of this first place team that's undefeated? On the <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those like we're we're in a position where like we can't really complain because um, I mean, like you said, like I I didn't imagine this team being like as good as they are. Like I thought they were going to be like I I think I predicted them fourth. They they were getting into being fourth, right? I remember that. Um, but yeah, it, it's just like, so before his, uh, performance against the, uh, bulls where he had 37, um, five games, be, uh, five games prior, like straight, he didn't even eclipse, uh, 20 points. And like all of those times he only, uh, he only scored over or shot over 50% two of those times. So it's one of those things where I'm not sure if it's like a, uh, it, it looked like he gave like less energy uh, than we're accustomed to. Like, uh, of course, we don't know if like maybe he's just like a little tired. Of course, with like uh, the Lakers, I think are like one of the like five teams or something like that that haven't had a game postponed or anything like that because of COVID. Um, but we also don't know like it, like if he's trying to like load manage in game. And I know we talked about that. Um, prior where it's just like if he's going to load manage in game might as well just like have coup start and let him like get going you know what i mean um but it's just one of those things where he's not really playing as well as we'd want him to in my opinion because like we know what he's capable of uh but as we said before it's a regular season so i mean i'm hoping he like picks it up um and is uh, he'll, he'll be ready for the playoffs of course but are you are you guys like concerned at all by what you're seeing Oddly, I'm I'm not concerned at all. Like I, I, a part of me is just like, at, at, like he can flip the switch if he like if he truly wants to. I feel like he can flip the switch. Obviously, he hasn't, and there's little moments where he has, but like obviously he's had a couple in a row in inconsistent games at times. So I think I, I, oddly, I know this sounds weird, and I know this shouldn't be a thing. A part of me thinks that it's like post what what is like. A good word for post championship, like so championship hangover. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. A part of me thinks it's that, like it's his first championship. I think he's like experiencing that, and I think within a few weeks he'll he'll figure that out. He'll figure that part out. Yeah, he he looks visibly frustrated though. Mm -hmm. Like when I look at his body language, he hasn't played well. Yeah, like I look at his body language, and I'm like, that's a guy that like it's not just effort anymore. Like he's trying to play well, he just can't get himself going and Ali like you might be right like he just has never played that late into the playoffs right and then it's also a quick turnaround he said his jumper's not going in um but yeah I'm not I'm not worried but I would like to see him pick it up like I think that hangover has gone now like he's taken enough Advils or leaves or whatever <laughs> Tylenol is like that the hangover is gone now like you're you have a clear head you have to go back to wherever you need to go so uh, I'm hoping he picks it up. But yeah, it's a guy like looks so frustrated at everything. Like I remember Kuzma stole a rebound from him today and he was like super pissed off. Mm. I was like, yeah, that's a guy that's really annoyed. And, uh, and, and obviously a guy that hangs his hat on defense. And then when teams are just scoring at will down low, he gets him even more annoyed and he starts settling for jump shots. So I hope he picks it up. Like they were just, he was just allowing JaVale to defend him one-on-one. It was kind of, yeah. it was just so I, weird. They were was... just having JaVale. He's just having JaVale on him one-on-one and he would taking fadeaway jump shots. So that's yeah. how you know he's not he's not where he thinks he'll, he'll be. And it was like, especially like today, it looked like he was like foul hunting a ton. Like I kept oh. noticing that. I, I, get, I got pretty annoyed with that. Um, and 
I, I don't know what it is like his jumper and also his free throws are kind of just like off because his free throws were like exponentially better last season. If I recall correctly, he was like probably the Lakers, I think first or second best free throw shooter last season. This season, he hasn't been as good. I I feel like I don't want to like, you know, beat a dead horse, but I, I feel like this season is just like the Toronto Raptors uh, pushed the Boston Celtics to six games in the playoffs last year, and they're now seven and 10, and they lost by 15 to the Pacers uh, tonight because they haven't been home since the season has started. Uh, and while Anthony Davis is not undergoing that, this season is also just kind of an anomaly. So uh, patience is required, I think, for all uh, all parties involved. But Kendra, you kind of said it too. The Lakers have been really lucky having no post. Like, there's not a lot of teams that can that can speak on that. Uh, the Clippers, the Lakers, I, I believe the Jazz, the really? Knicks. That's ironic. If, if the Jazz, <laughs> uh, extre- extremely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean. Hopefully Ali's right and he can he can flip the switch. But until then, I'm going to keep saying it. MVP LeBron James is picking up the slack. Does Anthony Davis need Rajon Rondo? My column. Oh, Forward by Chris Mannix. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked a Boston writer. I don't know. Anyway, Anthony uh, got really mad. You you just said it, and for some reason, he just was well, like a fit of rage. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So anyway, the Lakers are number one in the West. That's all I really care about. However, if we can move on, unless anybody else has anything to say about the the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, I have one more thing to say actually, and then I'm gonna pass it off to Raj because it looked like he had something else to say as well. That yeah. moment when LeBron and Kevin Love did their old handshake <laughs> during the game, that just I shed a tear. I shed one Denzel Washington tear, which is a terrible reference for this uh, situation. But you know, free Kevin Love. Not to the Nets, though. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely not. That would hurt. I had a question: Is was that the Javale experience? Like, did we just like was that what it was last year, or was it like? And I watched him tonight. I was like, "There's no way I watched 82 games of that last year." Like, there was, there was no way. Like, he was not. No, you did. That couldn't have been it. That was that was a that was a. I'm going up against my former team. Okay, left, maybe not to be. He, he but even to show out like. There were sometimes like, yeah. well, I don't know what it was, but like, I felt like they, they, a lot of the centers uh, kept bringing the ball up, and I was like, that's weird. You're you yeah. don't have a handle except have a for Javale on a Bleacher Report highlight. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you no, know. but it felt familiar. Like I've seen Javale like catch it at the top yeah. and think he has like yeah. a mismatch, <laughs> and then like go in and then try to pass. And it hits someone's hit arm. I'm like, there's no way we've watched a full like season. But shout out Javel, championship champion Javel. You know he no, won JaVale, a title and JaVale, all that. Javel yeah. had those moments once every like 15 okay, games, yeah. 20 games. Okay. Malcolm Gladwell's podcast revisionist history. <laughs> Absolutely not. He had that moment like once every seven. I love him to death, but like it got it got a little tainted. Well, not tainted. I guess yeah. the opposite of tainted because we won a championship and we were the best team in the West. <laughs> now that happened a lot. That play where he took it um, from the top of the key, messed up a dribble, but somehow got it back and then tried to that, cross over and yes. it bounced off the Laker. I was like, yeah. that <laughs> was quintessential 2019-2020 JaVale McGee. Yeah. Okay. Yo, because yeah. like every single time he messes up, he always has something really sick right before it. Every time, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it, it's like an uh, it's like an exponential coos. You know what I mean? Or like exponential coos. Oh you, man, you know what I mean? It's like he does no, one thing good. No slander. Yeah. No, no but you know, I'm not trying to slander him. But it's like one of those things where it's like, hmm, I just ran a fast break by myself. I'm gonna try it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it again. But you know what I mean? More crossovers. Yeah. I mean, does JaVale have a better handle than Kuz? Oh, I'm just, no, I'm just stop kidding. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. We're wow. not doing that. This is, this is quintessential no. Kendra right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. All right. Well, uh, happy, happy Lakers win. Um, but. I think we need to expand our perspective a little bit because in the time that since the forum has last recorded, there's been some news that directly, or I guess indirectly, affects the Lakers championship pursuit, the pursuit of a repeat, and that's the James Harden trade to the Brooklyn Nets. 
I'm pretty sure I wanted James Harden to be traded to the Sixers. I still feel, especially with Joel Embiid's resurgence, that that would have been a great thing. Uh, but the basketball gods didn't want it, and instead we get this Nets team. So I wanted to toss it around the group and see, do they scare you? Ali, do they scare you? Scare, no. Do I think they're a threat? Yes. But scare, no. Uh, I think I think if they figure out a way to play together, they're, they're – a giant threat. It's just now a matter of how they surround their team with buyouts and everything like that too. Like that part of it is going to really tell if they scare me or not. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen people like say like they need more defense and all that. Like that makes sense. You need defense to win championships and that's all true, but they're the exception. Like they're the super team. Like they're like, it's a difference. They're not some normal team. They have the three best isolation scorers in my opinion ever. They're going to score a million points. If you can't put up 120, you're going to lose against them in a seven-game sure. series. I, I have them coming out of the East. I don't know if we're there yet in prediction-wise, but I I feel like they're coming out of the East. And it's going to be tough, man, watching like Schroeder and KCP follow Kyrie around while someone's defending Harden. Like, that's that's tough. I think we'd be favored, but... Who on that team would defend AD, though? Jeff Green. Oh, <laughs> Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it didn't work out last year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I mean, AD got to defend KD for like long stretches. Right. I right. mean, that, that's a hell of a finals. Yeah. They, they just, they, they are, they're a big man away from being solid and like maybe one bench piece. It, they I, really miss Spencer Dinwiddie, though. I, I do find it hilarious, though, how uh, they, uh, that huge trade happened. And like they sent Jared Allen to the Cavs, right? And now they're trying to get JaVale from the Cavs when it's just like maybe you should have thought about this in the first place. Well, I feel like they had to throw him <laughs> yeah. in there. You know, absolutely you did, but it's also one of those moments where it's just like it's just kind of weird how it's like double dipping, right? I don't think I I don't recall that happening um in the NBA, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean that that team's terrifying. Good rush. Can we just talk about how terrible a trade that was? Like, I feel like the Nets kind of stole Harden. Like, Fertitta was a, like, let's keep these cheap owners out of the league that just want to make profits. Like, you should have took Ben Simmons. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? And now they just handed Harden over to this team. He had one destination. They didn't get one young piece back. Um, they got Victor Oladipo on a expiring deal. They got three pick swaps. They got four pick swaps that are being, like, you know, told out there when one of them is this year you're not going to swap picks with them this year so it's like three pick swaps three first round picks like for a team that's just trying to save money i just don't like this trade has been shown as some even equal side here and i just don't see it i feel like it's a total look at the pelicans they got like ingram they got three they got three like young good young pieces plus the swap plus the picks for ad who had one less year left than harden does on his deal i just yeah, I hate this deal. It, it, I think I, I think Philly had the better package as well, but then again, we don't know what uh, Fertito, as um, I think Kendrick Perkins was saying, um, was thinking. But the reason that he took on Oladipo as opposed to having Levert uh, come up there was because he wanted the expiring deal because Levert's on like a multi-year uh-huh. contract, and this dude's just like, how am I gonna like? I think I, I, is he is he laundering money? Like what's I, that that he's was so the most... cheap. Like he's like the Ali of owners. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. <laughs> no fair. Hey, I'll I'll take that fair. I am very cheap. But I I like that was so confusing to me when they got Levert. I was like, all right. Like I'm really high on Levert, and I think he's a, like he's a future all star. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, for sure. Like they got a future piece right there. And then they traded for Oladipo, who Oladipo an all star himself. Like not not a bad player by any means, but I was thinking like, all right, you got to think about your future now. Like you got Lavert, a young up and coming guy and picks. I see, I kind of see it. And then they traded him. And I was like, I am just, I was so confused at that moment. I was like, why? Like if it's truly because of money, it may, it, that's just stupid. I want to play devil's advocate here and, you know, extol the virtues of, of roster construction via draft picks and talk about how most of the draft picks are out when those players are going to be in their upper 30s slash 40s and how it's a bank on the future. 
but in reality, the dude just didn't want to play pay Ben Simmons and John Wall at the same yeah. time. And uh, that, like we said, that that is evidence weird... by the Levert instead of by the Oladipo instead of Levert uh, option. Because I can, I, I would love to put a bet on uh, Victor Oladipo not playing for the Rockets next no, year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. I think Brian Windhorst said good ownership is the number one competitive advantage in the NBA. So yeah. thank you. Shout out Brian Windhorst. Shout out. Brian. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Friend of the pod. That's a Brian Windhorst saying. <laughs> it is. Dude, I, <laughs> listen to the, I listen to the Hoop Collective. Come on. Word. <laughs> We're mutuals. Um, man, I the fit the thought of ben simmons and john wall on the same team is such a weird like, fit you know what i mean it's like having your like 10 year old cousin like try to make a like a my team on 2k you know what i mean it's like oh i got i got john wall i got ben simmons i'm like well, no no <laughs> i just want to one of those <laughs> i just gotta clarify for the listeners that my team is the game mode where you collect cards and my league yeah. is the one where you put but you know it's no big deal yeah. i'm not a 2k nerd <laughs> at all obviously um oh i hate it i i don't support their business um unless you want to sponsor this podcast <laughs> there's a man out here playing nba elite oh <laughs> nine <laughs> <laughs> What's that new? What's the new game that Giannis is on? He like he like posted it out. It's like a it's like a game for your phone. He's like I think it's like NBA Live. Oh, no. check he's it. the NBA check. Live mobile cover artist. Yeah, let me. I'll go tell you right now. I know Ben. Uh, what's uh, it called? Here it is. It's NBA Live Mobile. Oh, God. that can't, that can't be like an actual pumped, like game though. But I pumped to be the new cover athlete NBA lo- Live Mobile. Download the app or get the update. I find it funny that Dame was a live uh, athlete, and then this current uh, season, he's the uh, he's on NBA Two K. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, he was like, "I took the bag, and now I want the actual exposure." I yeah. appreciate y'all. <laughs> go from go from one broken game with bugs to another broken game with bugs, but this one's more popular. <laughs> wrapping up the nets discussion real quick i just want to say that uh I, I i've watched a lot of nets basketball since the trade um including both those cleveland cavaliers wins look man i just they are going to score you, you raj said if you don't score 120 against them you're going to lose but yeah. if they allow you to score 130 <laughs> you're probably going to win um and, and it's just it's just it's hard to envision it's hard. They've been playing a lot of Jeff Green at the five in closing lineups because DeAndre has limited mobility. And maybe with DeAndre being more motivated playing in the playoffs, like who knows? But right now it's just hard. like I'm I'm so comfortable as a Laker fan. I'm just so comfortable. Um, but times are going to change. Ali, you said it. Buyouts. They're, they're obviously still trying to trade with, I don't know, a 2032 second round pick or whatever the Stepien rule allows them to. Um, I'm just not worried. I'm just not worried. They got to keep Joe Harris. Like what? The, yeah, what the that's, hell, that man? was the most that's, shocking part yeah. for sure. Yeah, you're going to be hot when Joe Harris ends up on the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kevin Love <laughs> and JaVale McGee. You're going to be very confused. The, the To make the finances work, I forgot who posted it, but it was like the Nets would have to send seven players to the Cavs just for Kevin Love. And I was like, what? Because Kevin Love makes like 30 mil, $31 million, yeah. uh this yeah. season. I don't think they need Kevin Love though. Like no. I don't think that superfluous helps them. Yeah. It's just like think how do about, we make the defense worse? Yeah, there you go. Think about how much money that starting lineup unit would cost. That's a GDP that of a small country right there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Good thing Joe Sai is worth the GDP of a small country. <laughs> it ends up working out. Um yeah, I mean I, I would actually love to see uh, a Steve Nash, uh Mike D'Antoni lineup of like Kyrie Harden, Joe Harris, KD, and Kevin Love. That's amazing to me. That sounds ridiculous. It sounds like 160 to 158 game four of the finals. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Um but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh LeBron says we got to focus on getting better every day. And the Lakers did that today. Lakers did that today. That'd be funny if they if the Nets if let's just say that trade happens and the Nets and Lakers go to the finals. You'd have LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie all back in there. Mind blown, Dot Jeff. <laughs> oh. And I was going to 
say something about Steve Nash, but he technically won with the Warriors as a as like one of the yes. technically, uh, yeah. but like that that would be pretty wild to see uh, D'Antoni in the finals. Like that dude should have been in the finals. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, for sure, uh, unsung hero. But also can't say that as Laker fans because that was a tragedy. Um, anyway, yeah, Lakers still number one. Yo, re- real quick, let's end on this. 10 and 0 on the road. Now the Lakers hit 14 and 0 last year before losing. I think I don't know if it's I don't want to say it's harder or easier. Um, but the Lakers sort of starting off with the same level of of road dominance is pretty crazy, especially given like the circumstances. Yeah. Do you think they hit they they break last year's uh last year's streak? How are we feeling about that? Haven't they already? No. The uh, Western Road trip streak right is that the oh, one okay. mm-hmm. yeah oh i thought you're talking about just road trip in general oh no no, like, no i'm sorry yeah. no i should have been more specific the western conference opponents yeah. undefeated streak what was it last season i thought it was 14 or no 14 oh, is not 17 no. oh it might be 17 i don't have elias sports bureau on speed dial i, <laughs> I lost my phone so it's you uh, lost your connect. <laughs> quite, quite literally, actually. Oh, 18. Actually, it was 18. God, I sold wild. them short. Yeah. It's hard for me to say yes now. Yeah. Yeah. When I thought it was 14, yeah, I was like, lot. for sure. Now, so if they win uh, four more in a row, I'm I'm not going to say which team that they tie for, uh, for most road wins to uh, – or like – just most road wins in a winning streak kind of thing. I'm not going to say what team because we know what team that was, and I don't want to make any sort of you know comparisons to that team. All right, well, I I I feel like we got to say the team though, just so we let yeah. people know. Go ahead. It's uh, the the team that uh, won 73 games. The uh, Chicago Bulls, and they lied. <laughs> Shout out, okay, shout, out Cubs. To, shout out to Cubs. Not a mutual. But <laughs> maybe one day I'll get on that level. I'm surprised he doesn't follow Raj. He, he might call you a casual fan, and you, know, you never know. And that's KD. That's a KD. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's good to it's good to finally be back recording. Uh, it's good to watch the Lakers win. Um, and unlike Shaquille O'Neal, I love to see young players succeed. So hopefully we can see Taylor Horton Tucker next Laker wow. game. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> that was a good Donovan Mitchell impression. I really appreciate that. All right. So according to Kendrew, the Lakers are going to go 73 and nine this year. So Laker fans strap in for a beautiful year. Uh, where, where's bird watch? I, I, I'm, I'm reporting something. What is bird watch? <laughs> You, yeah. you guys didn't hear about that? Sorry, real quick set. Twitter's basically saying like, hey, like you can like report people on false information. I'm like, Twitter should be doing that in the first place. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Bird watch because it's a tweet. I got you. Yeah, I got oh, you. Okay. All right. Twitter yeah. sponsor us. They should have thought about that name more. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Don't spread false information. <laughs> Lovely. You got a you got a moral lesson here if you listen to this basketball podcast. <laughs> Without any further ado, this has been The Forum. Peace. Peace.